listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. When you guys travel, be in the summer, uh, how many of you find, do little games to kind of keep you preoccupied and attention and kids and anybody? Holly and I were coming back from Florida. I was thinking about this driving out here. And uh, for about four hours, she mentioned the fact that she thinks Sean Connery has a lisp because his dentures aren't in there tight. I don't know if it's true. I mean, I just, I just, as much as I'd like to be Brian, I'd love to be Sean Connery, you know what I mean? But for like four hours on the highway, we were talking as if we were Sean Connery. And both of us, and no matter what we would say, we acted like it was, you know, that lift from our dentures, okay? And we were just, we pulled over to a traffic, or to a get gas, and and uh, she said, are you going to get gas? I said, yes. And anyway, like Pastor said, I had no idea that I was going to share that. But anyway, <laughs> it was just kind of hit me right then, you know. Uh, I got a story for you tonight, today, this morning, this evening. Guess what? God, His Word is so amazing. Okay, And we look at stuff and we read it, and then we keep reading, and we forget and we don't see the magic. Okay, There's a story about a lady that teaches us, because at the end of the story, Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. I don't know about you. But of all the things that I enjoy in life, there's nothing I enjoy more than peace. There's some people that eat better than me, but very few sleep better than me. I like peace. This lady, we don't know her name. It's one of the things I love about her. It's kind of like if you've ever been to uh, Washington and and to the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington. Uh, it's, it's, how many of you have ever been there? Oh, it's impressive. They are on guard 24-7, 365. We don't know who that soldier is. You know why? Because he was fighting for freedom. He didn't take any time to tell people his name. And it's the same with this lady. And her story... I'm going to read it to you, okay? It's found in Mark. It's not very long. It says, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she got worse. So all the doctors really took away from her was her money. Not her problem. When she heard about Jesus, 
can you remember the time you heard about Jesus? I can still remember my sister coming and sharing with us about Jesus and how he had, had changed their lives, gave them hope. And it seemed like she was jumping up and down on the couch, but she wasn't. But when this lady had heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, the blood stopped flowing, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? His dis- you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. She did what no one else did in that crowd. One version in the Bible says they thronged him. They bumped up next to him. They rubbed up next to him. They liked, maybe because they heard about a miracle he did, to look at him. Maybe they thought they were, you know, kind of cool that day because they were being seen with him. But she alone reached out and touched him in faith, thinking, if I just touch his cloak, I will be healed. She had this, this, I read about this, and this, this bleeding problem that she had made her ceremonially unclean. She could not go to church. She couldn't go into the temple. If she touched anyone, they were unclean. She was probably hidden from people because everyone knew it. Word spreads in little towns. We all know certain people's problems. It's kind of what a lot of people do. I remember a saying years ago that says, small minds talk about people, average minds talk about things, great minds discuss ideas. And I still think that we need to change our topic if all we can do is talk about people. So this lady was humiliated. You know, the Bible says that Jesus, that God resists the proud, you have to be humble if you want his, his, his grace upon you. You have to be humble to have him open. The surest way to humility is humiliation. So she was humble. I was telling a friend this story. I said, and she, she touched his coat, and then she got immediately healed. And then he said, who touched me? And he was looking around for her, and, and then she came clean and said, it was me. And I thought it was kind of funny when I said it. She came clean, you know, and said it was me. All right. Uh, He didn't get it either. But, um, you know, she was freed from her suffering. 
I don't know how she knew to go to Jesus, but do you know that we are his greatest invention? He invented us. He created us. Just like a car manufacturer creates a car. Now, car manufacturers make cars to run on gasoline, certain types of gasoline. Our Creator invented us and created us to run on Him. The Bible says that we can run on other stuff like sin, and it says it's even fun for a season. But there's always a crash and burn situation. But God made us to run on Him. I'm not sure how she found out. She heard about Jesus, it said. Probably somebody, maybe many people talking about His miracles. But let's look into her story and see how we can learn and change our lives by just following her example. Okay? Her story, first of all, as unique as it is, it happened 2,000 years ago to a lady, we don't know her name. So as unique as this story is, it's also as common as you and me. Because the same thing happens to all people. We come up against problems, troubles, stresses, things we cannot control. How do we get help for them? Her story is our story because in each one of our lives, God is available, if we will just reach out and touch Him, to heal us from our suffering. Now, He may not heal your bleeding problem, but He will give you a strength and a faith to handle it in a way that you never could before. Remember, I think the greatest gift God gives any about any person ever is peace. Peace. Hope inside. This lady, a few things about her. She refused to make a tame surrender to her illness. I love that. She, we, sometimes we have something overcome us and we give in to it. This lady refused it. For 12 years, she failed and failed and failed. She tried and failed, but refused to lie down in self-pity and enjoy bad health. Do you know how easy it is to enjoy bad health? After a stroke that I had on Christmas Day, 19, uh, 2015, four years ago on Christmas it'll be, I went through nine months after that of severe depression, panic attacks, fear of people, couldn't leave my house. There was a week I couldn't leave my room. I honestly wondered if I was ever going to smile again. Every time I smile now, I can just feel it on the sides of my face. It, oh, I did, never thought I'd feel that again. But there was a point in there where I realized, wow, I hate what's going on to me. But it is a lot easier than having to stand up and be funny. It is a lot easier than having to, you know, perform in, in whatever activity I'm doing. There is some kind of security in this. I am so glad that somehow God rose up in me and said, fight, do not give in. This lady is our example. She clung to life passionately. I love this statement. She clung to life passionately. She was determined not to die until something killed her. 
I've seen people die oh, a million deaths over little things. I've done the same thing. It happens anytime we, we get involved in self-pity. She refused to die until something killed her. And you know what else she did? Well, she had a fighting heart. That's what I love the most about her. She possessed a fighting heart. And she refused to blame all these doctors, okay? She went to Jesus, and when he asked, when he, she told his story. She just, she didn't spend time blaming those doctors. Do you realize that when we play the blame game, it's almost always something like this. When we point the finger of blame, you know, it's their problem, it's your problem, it's his problem, it's whatever problem. Have you ever noticed that when you point your finger at somebody, there's three or more fingers, three that come back and, ooh, kind of put the blame on the... Oh, and look at, almost always, thumb goes straight up. God gets a lot of it too, doesn't he? She didn't blame anybody. I loved who she was. What caused this lady to fight for her life? Let's find out and see if we can emulate it. First of all, she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. It says, faith comes, I love this, by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. But read this with me. Look at this again. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. You want more faith? Read more of the word. Read more of the word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing over and over of the word of Christ. Keep in the word. It's so important for us to get in small groups, come to church, to, to have quiet time ourselves at home, so that over and over our faith will be strengthened. Faith is just like a muscle. Uh, and, and a muscle, if it doesn't get used, it gets atrophied. And the same with our faith. It comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. She heard about Jesus. She believed... Oh, oh you know, let's just look at this a minute. We'll get to this verse here in just a second. But let's, let's look at this. How many of you believe everything you read in the Bible? Let me see your hands. How many of you believe that the Bible is a trustworthy book that you can believe what it says? Okay? I'm like my mentor, Zig Ziglar. I believe everything in the Bible from Genesis to maps. Okay? All right. How many of you believe everything you read or hear on television? No hands. How many of you believe everything you read or hear on the internet? No hands. How many of you believe everything you read or hear on social media? No hands. Okay. How much time do you spend during the week reading and listening to what you don't believe over the Bible? Kind of interesting, isn't it? But you see, everybody's on social media. That's why I've got to be too. Everybody's talking about this top story. I've got to know about this or I won't have anything to talk about. If you ever wonder why your faith is lacking, 
It might be because of where we're putting our attention. It's so easy for me to do like everybody else. And sometimes I wonder, walking with Jesus, all these years that I've walked with him, he came into my heart on Christmas Day, 1978, and sometimes I act no different than the world. And when that happens, I realize it's because I'm not spending my time wisely. Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Here's a verse in 1 Thessalonians. And we also thank God continually because when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the Word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. God's Word works in us. The Bible says that God's Word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. You know what else it says? It says it determines the attitudes and thoughts of our mind. Do you know why it's hard to read the Bible sometimes? Because if you're sinning and you're doing something that you know is wrong, that will keep you from the Bible. Or read the Bible and it will keep you from sinning. It's kind of like going to church keeps you from doing wrong stuff. Doing wrong stuff, it makes it real easy to skip church. Okay? She believed what she heard. In John, another verse, it says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Now, if you don't have life, if there's an area in your world, in your existence, in your life, where you don't have life, where you have despair, don't leave here tonight without talking to God and reaching out and touching Him. All those people bumped into Him. He knew when power was released. We have that opportunity every day of our lives. She acted on her faith. She acted on it. Now, it says in James, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? To go to church, to read the Word, to have faith, to honestly believe I think the one reason, one of the main reasons there were no videos back uh, when the stone rolled away and Jesus went into heaven is he wanted us to trust that by faith. But to have faith that God sent his only son and loved us enough to have him die on a cross for us, to have faith to believe that and not have life, we're not doing it to the full extent. If you go home tonight and you... Well, if you, anytime, if you go to turn on the light, the lights will come on. The power's there, the switch is there, but if you don't touch it, you got all that power, but you're going to live in the darkness. To have faith and say, I'm just, this is my nature, I'm depressed, I I, I'm always stressed. Uh, I, I just have no, that's just who I am. I, it's in my genes. Don't do it, folks. 
God's got a better way. This lady shows us that God says it's our responsibility to fight for our life. It's our responsibility to fight for what's right, for a problem that we have. Let's keep, don't give up until you find the answer. She, here's a little something. Whatever you think about leads to your, your thoughts lead to your actions. But you know what leads to your thoughts? Your eyes and your ears. What you look at, you think about. You can't help not. Our minds can only think of one dominant thought at a time. And if you're looking at something, that's your thought. You have to be very trained to do different. Watch, close your eyes, shut them, turn it off, walk away. It's our responsibility to use our legs, to use our mind, to use our eyes and ears, and only let come in what we want to come in. Some people say, I've heard this many times, all that's good, Bill, but I don't I shut my ears right off about this point in every sermon, in every church. I say, why? Because I've sinned too much and God could never forgive me. Well, the great news is there's no, no, none of us could sin enough to have God not forgive us. Some more news is none of us could be good enough to where we didn't need his forgiveness. It's all about what Jesus did on the cross for us. This lady knew how to talk to herself. She knew how to talk to herself. And she said, if I only touch his garment, I'll get well. Do you know how we talk to each other? I mean, to ourselves. We talk to ourselves way worse than we talk to each other. Most of us would never let someone talk to, our, talk to us the way we talk to ourselves. You're such a loser. I'm such a loser. Everything I do is, is wrong. Uh, nothing good will ever happen to me. No one loves me. It's just the way it is. That's the way we talk to ourselves. I don't know if you saw the uh, Wimbledon, but now Serena lost her match, but she was reading under her towel these statements that she wrote to herself. And the commentators knew what some of them were. Be kind to yourself. Be nice to yourself out there. You're a winner. You're, she had to, You know what golfers say? I knew I'd do that. I hate this hole. I'm going to hit it in the water. This one golfer, I don't know if you heard about him, but he got up extra early because he was sick and tired of losing this one hole with his buddy. So he was going to practice hitting it over the water. So he got out there and he, he got a ball and he teed it up and he's ready to hit it and out of the clouds mm, said wait a minute he said the guy had a real old ball and God said use a new ball so he put a new ball up there and he got back there he's getting ready to practice with this new ball and then God said take a practice swing so he stood back took a practice swing God saw it and then God said use the old ball. 
Anyway, she didn't know how to talk to himself very good, that, okay? Anything that, you know, think of all the things we say to ourselves. It's too hard. I can't do that. It's too hard. I just, I just read of a man who was, he, he, he ran a marathon. He pushed his son in a 26-mile marathon. His son was in a wheelchair. Oh, and he was 77 years old. Next time you think something's too hard. I read of a guy who survived three months, 32 degrees below zero, in his car. It's either two or three months. As my friends say, Bill never lets facts get in the middle of a good story. But anyway, it was, it was very, <laughs> very, very amazing. And one guy swam 110 miles across the ocean. There's so many things for us to never say, it's too hard, I can't do it. And I love this one. I, I'm lousy at this. Anything worth doing is worth doing lousy before you do it great. Anything worth doing is worth doing terrible until you can do it good. Okay? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. She knew how to talk to herself. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The Bible says, as we think, let's look at a couple of people, one that knew how to talk to himself, one that didn't, prodigal son. The prodigal son, I love this. He said, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I'll step out, go back to my father, and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of my hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. And it said that his father ran to him, and you know the rest of the story. He put a cloak on him and gave him the ring and had a big party because his son was dead and now he's alive. If his son would have said to himself while he was in that pen with the pigs, oh, if I go back, I know he won't let me. That's exactly what he is, and he, and he, he never should have given me my money anyway. He's stupid, and, but he knew how to talk to himself. What about the man with one talent? He did not know how to talk to himself. He said... He also, who had received the one talent, came forward. Catch you up to date. God gave one guy ten talents. These were money. One, five talents. One, two, and one, one. The guy with five doubled it, worked hard. The guy with two doubled it. The guy with one said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. If we go to God and we think he's an unjust God, by the way, did you notice that the guy with the one talent said, I knew you were not loyal. I knew you were not, not just. I knew you didn't reward properly. Where, did he, where do people know those things about God? They hear them from people that aren't true. If you have faith and you're willing to come to God and reach out and touch him, his power will be released. And I love how Jesus said, your faith has healed you. 
Jesus' strength healed her. Do you know how she came to Jesus? All we know is that she heard about him and then she went there. But God and the Holy Spirit, they come inside of us. They draw us. Each one of us that are here tonight, especially uh, whenever we go to church, we go through rain. And every one of us that come to church or go to a quiet time, guess what? God draws us. If it's easy for you to read the Bible this afternoon, do it. Tomorrow, do it. Because if it's, if it's easy, if it's kind of easy and you want to, that means you're allowing God to bring you. Only one person touched him. Who touched me? Everyone's touching. No, power was released. The Bible says that whenever two or more are gathered in his name, he is here. He's with us right now. Are you going to settle for being in the room with Jesus? Singing about him? But not reaching out and wanting all of him for your strength. Wanting all of him so you can make it through the rest of the day. Part of me loves the fact that I was so weak during that year following my stroke. Part of me still loves the fact that I feel that from time to time even now because I am desperate to reach out and grab him and hold on to him. That's why I wrote this on the, on the rock. I don't have to be perfect, but God is right there with me. I'm so glad, Brian, that you said earlier that we don't have to be perfect. I love that. The pressure's off of us, folks. Reach out for him. Close your eyes right now. What burden are you carrying that is too heavy for you? Reach out and ask him to help you. What fear has got you crippled don't be afraid of it anymore. He's got power waiting to be released. You just have to reach out in faith. What hurt, what anger needs to be released from you? What bitterness needs to be washed away? The Bible says we have not because we have asked not Please reach out. Please grab a hold of Jesus. He's given us the Holy Spirit. We don't have to do it physically. We get to do it mentally, in our prayer, in our thoughts. He's right there. I don't know what you came with. I don't know what you've been hanging on to the last many days and months or weeks. Reach out, have him unburden you from this moment on of a load that you weren't meant to carry alone. He really wants to take care of it. Just have faith and please let him 